What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I definitely thought today was going to be the first Tuesday of July, and um, it is not. That is going to be, you know, the 6th of June, so I thought this would be an episode of Talladega Life, so I am one day late thinking I was going to record with Ricky, but that's all my bad. But today is the last day of Pride, so I hope everyone had a great time celebrating this month. We certainly did, and I am very excited to give a breakdown on our entire Pride experience, also obviously the whole month of June, the following week on this podcast here. So yeah, lots to look forward to. I'm going to hop right on in for my week's guiltless pleasure. This week, I would say it's kind of embarrassing, even though I always say... You should have any guilt when it comes to your guiltless pleasure because it's not a guilty pleasure it's a guiltless pleasure but something i have been watching is Ginny and georgia and when it comes to Ginny and georgia it's a show that got a lot of heat for being you know anti taylor swift due to a character saying she goes through more guys than taylor swift does and then taylor swift made her response and all that happened and i was one of those people that was kind of dramatic If you look back at a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I don't think it was that big of a deal, but I was a person that was like, well, now I can't watch the show because, you know, Swifties hate it, and so therefore I can't like it, but I watched it, and I like it. The show is kind of terrible, but also good. I told my friend Emily the other week, I was like, you should watch the show Ginny and Georgia. It's so terrible that it's good because it's as if I wrote a sitcom because basically... If I wrote a show, the writing would be the same. So, I mean, it's exactly what I like. And I like cheesy, corny, you know, camp, over-the-top things. So this show is no different to my normal likings, that's for sure. Now, when it comes into this week's main topic, obviously I want to talk about the whole Free Britney movement and you know the ending of the conservatorship which has not happened we said Brittany uh, speak in court and we got a lot of information out there was a 20 minute you know leaked audio clip from the hearing and I would be glad to give anyone the link who hasn't heard it yet there was a lot of shocking things in there like finding out that Brittany has an IUD that she's not allowed to take out she wants to be able to have kids she wants to have you know the normal life where she has the ability to drive in a car with her boyfriend where she can not be with her abusive father um i mean there's just so many simple requests that she had you know just about being able to have therapy at home she was talking about how she was sent away additionally uh, before christmas and that she was you know being watched seven days a week 10 hours at a time required to sit in a chair where other people were not and she had to you know take the bath in front of people everything as if she was in prison and of course this was all out of her pocket and was not negotiable to her family or her team and she also compared what 
she has gone through in her career not even comparable to what Miley or other artists have gone through because when it came to Miley being part of the same record label she was not held to the same standards as Brittany brings up Miley was able to you know smoke joints on stage do all these things and Brittany wasn't allowed to do anything of any sort like that without a huge punishment something that I thought was interesting was Brittany mentioned in her hearing that she was afraid to tell anyone these stories because she didn't think anyone would believe her meaning or I should say the example she gave was she said she watched this is Paris you know on YouTube the docu-series you know documentary movie about Paris Hilton's life and what happened to her at Provo Canyon School and she said when she watched it she didn't believe the story and um, I think that was kind of shocking to hear I do think Paris is probably very shocked because Paris have been, you know, posting good things and, you know, promoting, you know, all the good energy to send to Britney during this week with the trial. And so I'm sure that Paris was a little shocked and a little saddened by this. But right now, it looks like she's having a great time in Africa. So uh, we'll just move on from that point. But I just was, you know, kind of surprised that that happened. One thing additionally that I was surprised by was that she said, and by she, Britney Spears said that she wants to sue her entire family. I think she also said she wants to sue the state of California, which I think she honestly should for the abusive, you know, legal situations she has been put in this whole time. But when it comes to the family, we come to know that it was not only Britney's father, Jamie Lynn, but also her mother. And there's a whole point where she talks about how she was not allowed to be in, you know, any kind of treatment, meaning like not like mental treatment, but treatment as in like nails, acupuncture, massages, all those things. She wasn't allowed to get them while her family was using their, you know, daughter's money, aka Britney's money to afford and to do all these things and how she was giving, you know, a small allowance. It's been rumored for years that she only gets, you know, $2,000 a week while they get to use all of her money and that they will only give it to her if she follows certain rules which is a daily schedule and she wants you know full control of her money she wants to be able to go to Maui where she is right now kind of hiding away but she wants to be able to go to Maui without getting permission from you know her father or her team after doing a you know bucket list of things or not a bucket list but a to-do list of things to do for them that make them happy or to appease them we hear about you know how she is claimed to have dementia but yet she is able to choreograph the whole Vegas show dominatrix which did not happen in Vegas and how there's footage of her um, directing it and she's saying if I'm able to do those things if I'm able to go on tour a world tour a Vegas tour and I'm able to you know choreograph things perform every single night and make my family tons of money if myself, if I'm able to work, how is it possible that I'm not considered good enough to be on my own, you know, mental health wise, if I can be financially responsible for the crew, my family, technically myself, even though I don't get all the money, then how can I not be fit to end this conservatorship, which I think is a great point. Yesterday, page six released an article stating that there's potential that KFED is going to say that she needs to be, you know, reevaluated, which she is trying to go against for 
her conservatorship to end. Um, and they're saying this is due to the fact that he thinks that he will be getting paid less each month. I have good hope that this is not true because KFED originally was kind of the start of the Free Britney movement going to action by going after Britney's father and creating a restraint order after beating her children. So I would like to hope that this new KFED story that came out yesterday is not true and that they will continue to work together. And I do know that he does care about the money. And, you know, two years ago, he won a case saying that he needed even more money for Brittany to pay for the kids, you know, time at his place. And yeah, I just am hoping for the best with the KFED story. And then on the other hand, we have someone as dumb as Jamie Lynn Spears, her sister creating a horrible, horrible announcement post. And I will share that here with you guys right now. Take a second to address a few things. Uh, the only reason I haven't before is because I felt like until my sister was able to speak for herself and say what she felt she needed to say publicly, that it wasn't my place and it wasn't the right thing to do. Um, but now that she's very clearly spoken and um, said what she needed to say. I feel like I can follow her lead and say what I feel I need to say. Um, I think it's extremely clear that it's the day I was born. I've only loved, adored, and supported my sister. I mean, this is my freaking big sister before any of this bullshit. I don't care if she wants to run away to a rainforest and have a zillion babies in the middle of nowhere or if she wants to come back and dominate the world the way she has so many times before. Because I have nothing to gain or lose either way. This situation does not affect me either way because I am only her sister who is only concerned about her happy her happiness. I want to pause right there and say the fact that she says that she has nothing to gain and that this doesn't affect her really shows how like just, I don't know, I don't mean, mean to be rude, but how fucked up in the head she is. Like, this sounds idiotic. All right, I'll continue. I've made a very conscious choice in my life to only participate in her life as her sister, as an aunt to those boys. Maybe I didn't support her the way the public would like me to with a hashtag on a public platform, but I can assure you that I've supported my sister long before there was a hashtag, and I'll support her long after. Note that. I mean, I've worked since I was nine years old. Paid my own freaking bills since I was ten years old. Not that I owe the public anything, because my sister knows I love and support her. And that's the only person I owe anything to. I'm not my family. I'm my own person. I'm speaking for myself. I'm so proud of her for using her voice. I'm so proud of her for requesting new counsel, like I counsel, like I told her to do many years ago. Oh, not on a big public platform, but just in a personal conversation between two sisters. So I'm very proud that she's taken that step. If ending the conservatorship, if flying to Mars or whatever the hell else she wants to do to be happy, I support that 100%. Because I support my sister. I love my sister. Always have. Always will. As long as she's happy. So. Let's keep praying. That's all. And after listening to all that bullshit, I want to point out that, you know, during the holidays, meaning Mother's Day and Father's Day last year, while Brittany was away, 
Jamie Lynn Spears was celebrating with her mother and her father, which, yes, I guess is normal. But at the same time, knowing your sister is locked away against her will for something that she doesn't really need. And I just, I don't have any sympathy for Jamie Lynn Spears. The reality is, I think that apology was forced because the day before, everyone on the entire new cast of Zoe 101 all made a public statement on their thoughts and their opinions on the Free Britney movement, where Jamie Lynn Spears was silent. I think she went rogue, and her PR team did not approve this. And if they did, then she's a horrible PR team, but also she's a horrible person. I just don't have much to say on that matter. But, um... Yeah, I'm just glad that things have finally come to light. I'm glad to see that people see that this Hulu documentary um, had some truth to it. I'm glad people are going to stop commenting on pictures saying, like, wear yellow if you're in danger. And I'm glad that there's some seriousness now to it. You have Chris Aguilera, who's made statements. Um, Many celebrities have. And it's just about time. And it's sad that it's been silent for so long. In a previous podcast I have, I think it has the name Free Britney in the title, I even compared this situation to shocking because this is one of the most watched people in the world, and to see something like this happen behind the scenes and not know for so long is a perfect example of how sex trafficking is so common, and Britney Spears even brought that up in her you know, hearing. And um, I thought that was a great comparison. It's just that, you know, something be so in front of your eyes and no one knows what's really happening behind closed doors. I mean, we always know that's true, but this is really, really, really proving that point. I just want to end my Free Britney movement with a quote from her hearing. And I want just anyone to take away is that she's a human being. But she says, after I've told the whole world I'm okay, it's a lie. I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm depressed and I cry every day. So moving forward, I want to go into this week's pop culture recap. But everyone, keep all your positive thoughts as we move forward in this movement and hopefully in Britney's life. So here we go. This week's pop culture recap starts now. With it being the last day of Pride, I do want to bring up the wonderful special on Peacock, Stand By You with Miley Cyrus. Wonderful guests, wonderful songs. I want an album released of this on iTunes or Spotify without the audience like screaming. I hate that shit. But kind of like how she did Heart of Glass. I would love, love, love to have that you know whole performance, that whole show to be able to be listened to at any time. It should definitely be up for streaming. But if you don't have Peacock, don't fret because the special is free. All you need to do is download the app, click on the concert, and then voila, you can enjoy for as long as you want. So the pride doesn't have to end, you know, in June. We can bring it with us the whole year on, hopefully, unless they somehow remove it before then. But as of now, it is free and I absolutely loved it. Exciting things are happening in New York City soon. On Friday, coming up, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett will be performing for MTV's Unplugged. And we do know that it is true that Tony Bennett is suffering from Alzheimer's, but we do know from his wife that she believes whenever he's performing, he feels like the old Tony and goes right back into the groove of things. So 
I'm very excited to see this special. I would love to be able to see it in person. So who knows? Fingers crossed that I can manifest that to actually happen. Once again, this will be taking place on July 2nd for MTV's Unplugged. And I'm very excited to see this, whether I'm in the audience or if I'm watching it on MTV. Either way, it's something that's exciting coming to New York. And other news, we have, you know, Corey Monteth, I believe, is that how you say the last name, from That's a Raven and Corey in the house being arrested for, you know, having some inappropriate online relations with a 13-year-old girl, which frankly is disgusting. No other way to word that. So enjoy jail, Corey. Moving on, that sounds a little insensitive, but I mean, basically it's a child predator and I don't have any sympathy for those people. Anyways, Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm on Bravo, you know, apparently went on Instagram live over 30 times in one night and additionally showed her boobs multiple times and impersonated Kristen, Craig, and you know, everyone else in that drama and that circle and we're talking shit. Speaking of, this week on The Hills, Kristen Cavallari was featured, so that was fun to see her in LA for a little bit with Audrina and Heidi. We got to see them in Very Cavallari visit. Kristen, by they I mean Audrina and Heidi visited her in Nashville when she was still married and now that she is newly divorced or going through divorce, she visited them in LA. But the Madison LaCroix drama just never ends. It's something I wish I could look away from, but I really can't. When it comes to Real Housewife news, Steve Lodge, who we know from Real Housewives of Orange County for dating and then being engaged to Vicki Gundelson, the OG of the OC. Well, back to what I was saying, but that was Steve Lodge is running for governor of the state of California. So Vicki may not only be the only OG of the OC, but now it might be the very real first lady of the OC in the state of California as he faces against Caitlyn Jenner. Many people can't figure out who will be a worse candidate since they both have done awful things in the past. So there's that. Additionally, in Real Housewives of Orange County News, Kelly Dodd, on her way to get vaccinated, claimed that Heather DeBro's son gave her and her husband COVID on New Year's Eve at a party, which People brought up that Heather, not Heather, Kelly has actually said that twice now that she's been vaccinated um, and has never had COVID and then it says she has had COVID and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. And here we are with her getting vaccinated again, which would have been like her third time being vaccinated. So we can't really trust Kelly Dodd's word. Um, But I think from the videos, this time she was actually vaccinated. The other two times she just lied, you know, for her wedding and whatnot. Moving right along, I am going to play something exciting. Just a few minutes ago, we had the Real Housewives of Potomac's new intro lines just drop, and here they are. The secret to this pretty face is staying in the shade. If you want to pop off, I'll be happy to get you adjusted. I may keep you waiting, but trust me, I'm worth it. The only thing messier than two boys is me. My blessings are many, and my patience is none. This professor doesn't just 
just great on the curve. She sets the curve. The grand dame can never be duplicated, imitated, or intimidated. And there you have it. I would say my personal favorites are definitely Robin making a nod that she's always late. And additionally, and surprisingly, Wendy. I think her curve line was very clever. Lastly, before I sign off on this week's episode, I want to go over that Courtney Love tries to call out Libre Rigo for recreating her band's whole album cover and demands flowers and a note. She says, does Disney teach kids reading and writing? God knows. Let's see. Yes, this is rude. Rage including. Honey, if I had a dollar for everyone this happens, I'd be rich. Which she says wrong is, I had a dollar for everyone this happens instead of every time this happens. So she probably should get a better team for that statement. But yes, Prom by Olivia Rodrigo, which is the whole album of Sour, is out now, which is supposed to be themed and based off of or inspired by Carrie, not Courtney Love. So I think Courtney Love is just trying to claim the whole thing of what camp looks like. But um, she's writing, you know, things saying, spot the difference, hashtag twinning. And Olivia even wrote back, love you and live through this so much. And she wrote, you're welcome. My florist is in Notting Hill, London. DM me for deets. I look forward to reading your note, meaning that she expects it and that she was being, you know, condescending to Olivia Rodrigo. But on that note, that's it for this week's pop culture recap. I will see you guys next week and stay guiltless.